All hail the blogging gods, and let's talk about the seven blogging commandments that I made up just today, especially for this podcast, and especially for the huge article that I've just written on my website, The Seven Blogging Commandments. In this episode, we're going to talk about how to write a blog that people will actually read, and not just writing a boring old thing. Roughly, right now, that's how many other blogs there are on the web. There's loads of them. There's millions of them, as I've just said. That 440 million number, it's rising every second of every single day. And really, you don't need me to tell you how popular blogging is. It's something that's kind of unique to the internet. It's something that the internet invented. It used to be called web blog, and now it's kind of just called blogging. And blogging is a thing that often my clients come to me and everyone says to me, Craig, should I be blogging? How do I blog? What do I do? And then when they start blogging, it's usually incredibly boring. It's usually something that no one wants to read, that no one wants to write in the first place. And yeah, it's just dull for everybody who's involved in the entire blogging process. So yeah, you're doing the right thing wanting to start a blog. I don't need to convince you on that front, and that isn't the point of this podcast. There's lots of articles and there's podcasts and everything out there already telling you how to write a blog, and the steps are pretty straightforward, to be honest. All you need to do is open a blank document and tap your fingers on your keyboard until those letters turn into words. It doesn't get much more complicated than that. But the problem comes when you try and make something interesting. Making people read your blog and making people want to return to the blog and making the blog interesting. Now, we've got a problem there and that's something that I think I can help you solve. So today in this episode, I'm going to talk you through the seven commandments of blogging. Some of them are blindingly obvious, but believe me, it's things that people aren't doing and it's things that everybody should be doing. Number one, thou shalt be original at all times, or in English, make sure that you're writing original content. You've got quite a lot of competition out there, as I said, 440 million competitors. You owe it to yourself to do this thing right, the blogging thing that is, and to put in your best effort. And when you just copy and paste in other people's content, that's not really the best effort. And I also see tons of my clients and tons of other people out there writing blogs that are are kind of boring and all they're doing is copy and pasting press releases or copy and pasting things that they've written before. Don't do that. That's really boring. There's two main reasons for being original. Number one, it's pleasing your audience. And then number two, it's pleasing Uncle Google. Let's start with pleasing your audience. So let me just say that figure for the final time, 440 million. There's so many blogs out there that it's kind of difficult to imagine them all. But one thing is for sure, there'd definitely be another blog out there writing about the exact same thing that you're doing right now. So if you can assume that there's at least one blog out there and there's probably millions of blogs out there writing about the same thing that you are, it means that you have to be original. You have to start with the idea of pleasing your audience. You have to start with the assumption that somebody's writing the same content out there right now, but you need to write it in a more original way. And you can do that in in many ways. Uh, Are you going to be serious? Will you be well-researched? Are you going to be almost scientific with your article? Will you be funny? Will you be a bit weird? All of these ways of writing 
different ways of writing the same article. So when you sit down and write a topic and you think, man, everyone has already written about this thing, do not worry about that. Make sure you bring your personality to the article. And if you bring your personality to the article, you can be pretty much guaranteed that it's going to be original or it's going to be original in terms of your original voice. That all that's, that's all that really matters. Don't just sit down and start writing unless you're already an experienced writer. I can guarantee if you do that with your first blog post, it'll read like some kind of high school essay and it'll be just as dull. Writing really is an opportunity to be creative and that's why I love writing. It's an opportunity to kind of mess around with the way that you write things. It's the opportunity to maybe write it a little bit like poetry or something or just write in your personality. Your main goal for being original should be to please your audience, entertain them, inform them, shock them or something else entirely but you need to generate a reaction from them. Bad blogging generates no reaction out of anybody. So you need to make sure you are generating a reaction and that's the point of being original. The number two under this is obviously Google. Now with the internet, the Google thing, it's, it's pervasive across the entire internet, obviously. You want to rank in Google and that's really important. So there's a little thing called duplicate content and if you aren't being original with your blogging, It'll mean probably that Google is likely to either downgrade the article that you're writing or not even rank it at all. In other less technical terms, you, it's going to mean that you're going to want to avoid copying anybody else's content because it'll mean you'll have some of the exact same content on your website as your competitor has. That's bad because Google and other search engines will have no way to spot the originality between the content and they've got no way to differentiate between the two contents. So then it means that Google will look at your copy and pasted content on your website and they'll go to the original, they'll figure out the original is the original and they'll just downgrade your website. So don't copy anybody else's content. Be original with the thing that you're writing. It's really, really important. Number two. Thou shalt avoid the temptation to write boring content. In other words, don't write boring content. This is closely related to the original thing, whereas number one is about being original in terms of not copy and pasting other people's content, number two is more about not being boring. Don't write boring content. This goes for anything as well. This can go for videos or this can go for podcasts just like this one or anything else. If you are being boring in the thing that you are writing, it's just not going to engage with anybody. Engagement is the key to all of this stuff because if you don't get people engaged, if you don't get people liking your content, if you don't get people sharing your content, your content's just going to sit there in the middle of a black hole, nobody's going to read it and then you'll think, oh, well, why am I bothering? And you'll quit blogging within a week. I get it, you want to smash out that blog post that your marketing department has been telling you to write for the past two weeks and get back to doing real business, but blogging is your real business. If you approach your blogging like this, where you're just writing a blog post a week just to keep the marketing department happy, or just because some marketing person has told you to write a blog, they're going to be boring. They're just going to be plain boring. People are going to use your articles to put themselves to sleep at night, and that's not really a good idea for anybody. If you're getting barely anybody talking about your articles and nobody's engaging with them and nobody's liking them, it means they're probably a bit boring. 
Nobody will tell you this either. None of your clients or none of your customers are going to tell you that your articles are boring because they're busy just leading their own lives. They'll start reading your article and then just click off it and they'll never tell you that it was boring. They'll just skip straight over it. This is a way not to start your article. Today, I will discuss the positives and negatives of widget optimization in the serious widget industries. That's not a way to start your article. Don't write like it's some kind of formal academic paper, unless you are writing a formal academic paper. Make it a little bit more interesting. Make it less boring. Here's some tips. Write like you're talking to a good friend at a bar. So like how I'm talking to you right now, um, I'm not I'm not kind of all formal and stuff. I'm just talking to you like I know you. And that's a good way to write your blog posts as well because when you write them like that, it makes them a little bit more friendly. It makes them more accessible. Forget the high school grammar rules. So you don't need to worry about putting apostrophes in the right place necessarily or using buts and ands at the correct place. Don't worry about, about all the high school grammar rules. They're all a bit daft anyway. Just worry about writing your article. That's the thing that matters the most. Worry about writing the article and worry about making it interesting. And then obviously you need to add some funny to your article. So if you're a normal human being and you occasionally laugh and make people laugh, well, it probably means you've got a bit of a sense of humor and it means you can add some sense of humor to your article. Funny is a way to be accessible to so many people and it works so well. If you get somebody laughing, it's guaranteed that they're going to come back and look at your other articles. And then get somebody other than your mum to read your article to make sure it isn't boring. Ask a peer who is actually going to be honest about your article and see what they say about it and see if they think it's interesting. This is a really good tip as well. Talk directly to your reader. Use words like you instead of they and like have it like you're having a personal conversation with them, like you're in a pub chatting to them about the topic of your choice. Keep it really informal and imagine that you're just talking directly to one person. It works really well like that. A final tip on this is treat your article like a presentation to a room full of people. And what I mean by this is actually craft the sentences and the structure of your article. Mix up the sentences, do some short sentences, do long sentences, do long paragraphs, do short paragraphs. They've all got purposes in, in your article. And people, because so many people scan read now as well, you need to use these kind of tips. Put images in there too. Use these kind of tips to make it interesting and not boring. Number three, thou shall writeth the content people want to read earth. In English, write something that people want to read. And I know that's a really obvious thing to say, but if you want a blog that people will want to read, then you need to write something that people will want to read. I know that's obvious, but I need to say it. And it's why it's number three. You're not writing a blog because your business has some goals to write a blog. And you're not writing a blog because I'm telling you to write a blog. You're writing a blog to inform people with stuff that they'll value. All of that stuff that you normally tell your clients in meetings or in initial client meetings or the requests that your client asks you, all the pain points that they have, that's the stuff you should be blogging about. Provide exceptional value in those kind of posts. Write the stuff that your clients want to read or other people want to read. I absolutely love a service called Answer the Public for this. It's a website where you go in there and you put a topic and it returns all kinds of questions and things like that that you can write about that people are searching for on Google right now. It's 
really important that you remember when you're writing your blog that it isn't for you, even though you might enjoy writing. It's actually for your audience. So make sure you write about something that people want to read about. Sounds obvious, is obvious, but needs saying. Number four, use thy noggin and impart thy knowledge. In English, write about something that you know about. The amount of people that I see blogging about topics that they haven't got a clue about just because they think it's going to drive traffic to their website is ridiculous. Write in really great detail about the topics that you know about. So I know about marketing, I know about design, I know about web development, digital agency stuff, that kind of thing. And that's pretty much the wheelhouse that I stick to. I enjoy self-improvement. So on this podcast, sometimes I talk about self-improvement, but the things that I know about are the things that I talk about. I don't try and veer into something else that I know nothing about. Or if you do, you need to make it very clear to your audience that you've just learned this thing uh, and you think it's useful and they might find it useful too. But don't come across as kind of a faker. Don't talk about things you've got no knowledge about. Talk about things that you've got intimate knowledge about, that you could talk for days about, because that's the stuff that your clients and the potential readers of your blog want to really know about, because you can go really in-depth on those topics and you can really really wow people with the knowledge that you've got. Which leads me on to my next point. Five, thou shalt be useful, or in English, share something bloody useful. I had a little bit of a LinkedIn rant last week about this, about sharing useful content on LinkedIn. The thing that most people do on LinkedIn is go on there to brag. They don't go on there to share useful content, they don't go on there to share, to be honest, anything useful at all. So I had a little bit of a rant on there about, well, on LinkedIn, the only things that you should be providing is useful bloody content, as in useful advice. The thing that you know about, write about that on LinkedIn and get people to read it. Simple as that. Blogging is is kind of the same, really. Our goal when we're writing a blog post that people want to read is always to write something useful. I always think of the articles that I'm writing as a little bit like field guides. They need to be providing instruction on how to do something or provide insight into something. Basically, just make it really, 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 really useful. So write about things that you know about in massive depth and make the article really useful. Don't hold anything back because you want to get paid for the advice. Write something really in depth and really useful. And the reasons for doing this are kind of many, but People will be willing to share your article with other people because it's useful. People will actually read your content and offer comment on it because it's useful. More people will read your articles because it's useful. And search engines are more likely to index your topic more favorably because you provided a useful resource on that topic. In my article on my website about the seven blogging commandments, I've got a little bit of an example of how not to do this. And I've, I've put a screenshot of Boeing's articles, you know, Boeing, the, the big company that do everything. And I've put an example of the latest articles that they've written. Things like Boeing opens new aircraft part facility in Sheffield, Boeing to boost UK aerospace and defense industry exports, Boeing announces UK suppliers to new Sheffield factory. Yeah, these are really boring articles. They use their news section and their blog section on their website pretty much as just a press release guide. It's boring, it's terrible, it's someone's marketing job to just pump out a certain amount of articles articles every month 
and there's no passion and there's no reason to read them on there. But imagine if Boeing wrote really useful articles about their industry that go really in depth and that people find interesting. I'd even enjoy reading them and I don't even care anything about what Boeing do. I'm not even in their industry, but I would enjoy reading their articles or their videos or even some kind of insightful podcast about what they do when they went into massive detail from experts behind the scenes of Boeing. Those kind of topics would be really, really interesting and also really, really useful. Number six, thou shalt make your audience smarter or in English, make your audience smarter. So if you're writing useful articles and you're writing original content, you're pretty much guaranteed to make something useful and you're pretty much guaranteed to make your audience smarter. I think this is a really simple goal. Make your audience smarter, don't make them more stupid. And it, 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 really, it really focuses your content around writing something that's useful and writing something that's insightful. Your goal isn't to make your audience to look stupid. Any communication shouldn't alienate, alienate your intended audience. That's just plain bad communication. Your goal is to do the exact opposite. You're going to make your audience smarter. And there's there's loads of ways to do this as well, but one of the things that always bugs me is using too much industry jargon. That makes people feel stupid. So cut the industry jargon and try and keep it really simple. You're talking to a friend at a bar, you are talking in the first, per first person, they might not know anything about your industry, they might not understand any of it at all, therefore keep it simple, which will help make your audience smarter. Remember, you're not Will Self, you're not someone who can get away with using 20 syllables in one word. Keep it really simple and focus on making your audience smarter. Finally, number seven, Knoweth thine reasons, or in English, know why you're writing. Know why you're writing this blog post. Know why you are writing your blog. This is another pretty obvious point, but these obvious ones are always missed. Lots of people start a blog because, well, they don't know why they've started a blog. They've been told they wanted to start a blog, or they've been told by the marketing person that they need to write a blog. And while it's a noble pursuit to sit down and write for no particular reason, it won't make you stick to it and you'll see no benefit from it. My personal reasons for blogging, uh, and mainly these three reasons, prove that I'm an authority on marketing and design and branding because it's what I do for a living, increase the visibility of my personal website in search engines, which will lead on to my last reason, increase the visibility of me and my personal brand. So the majority of my blogging is all about personal branding and it's increasing my visibility in Google, increasing my visibility amongst my professional contacts. By having some kind of blog or writing a regular blog that's useful, that provides lots of insight, it gives me content that I can share on LinkedIn and on Twitter and it gives me content that I can signpost my clients to and actually say, well, are you looking to start a blog? read this article because it's a really long and really useful article on the topic. Finally, let's run over those points again just quickly. Number one, write original content. Number two, don't be boring. Number three, write something that people want to read. Number four, write about something that you know about. Number five, share something useful. Number six, make your audience smarter. And number seven, know why you're writing. 
Blogging has lots of benefits. It helps people to understand that you're an expert in your chosen field. It helps you to increase your search engine rankings for your own name, and it helps you to build authority. It gives you something to point your clients to as well when they ask you about questions that you get asked all the time, so you don't have to keep repeating yourself over and over. Providing useful content is one of the most simple ways to increase your authority online, but it's also one of the hardest because it takes so long to write a quality and useful blog post. I hope you found that really useful. I've tried to go quite in depth in this and to cover off the seven most important points, I think, for writing a blog and writing a useful, insightful, helpful and interesting blog as well because they're massively important. The article about this topic is also on my website. It's called Seven Steps to Writing a Blog that People Will Read, in brackets, The Seven Blogging Commandments. Thank you so much for listening. As always, I'll be back in a couple of days talking about design, marketing. I'm not sure. In fact, to be honest, I'm not sure what I'm going to talk about next, but it'll be something similar to this. See you soon.